Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 46. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the scale and kind of the changes and that you've made regarding the scale and kind of how you got to making those choices and decisions. Right. So a lot of you guys know I am trying to lose weight, but I'm also in eating disorder recovery. And so with that comes a lot of mindfulness and really listening to my body in terms of what's working and what's not. If I find myself going back to those unhealthy thoughts or behaviors, like the eating disorder talk is what we like to call it. And if that's happening, really being honest and open with my therapist to figure out how to stop those behaviors or thoughts or actions from continuing because recovery and weight loss don't typically go together. But the reason that we're making it work for me is because I'm really being open, honest and upfront with what's going on. And so it's like I'm on hyper awareness with everything because it's not just focused on weight loss this time around. It's really changing the thought process and behaviors that go along with recovery and eating disorder recovery and weight loss. Like they're going together. Right. And it's not only just changing them. It's being aware of why you're doing what you're doing, being aware of why am I making the choices I'm making and using those thoughts to kind of dictate how you make your choices moving forward. Right. Because it's easy to tell someone there's no such thing as good or bad food, which I completely agree with. But actually allowing yourself to eat foods and actually allowing yourself to not feel guilt when you eat foods that are quote unquote considered bad is a whole different story. And so I started noticing with the scale probably a few months ago, if we're being honest, that things weren't quite right in terms of my weigh-ins. And I started being aware of it. I talked to my therapist about it, and it was something we were really keeping an eye on in terms of my mood when it came to standing on the scale again, the anxiety that came with standing on the scale again, and kind of the unhealthy thought patterns that were happening. So that just told that all of that mental health surrounding standing on the scale, the weigh-ins, the thought process going Mm -hmm. around these... Right. And at at the beginning, like I said, a few months ago, it was really small where I would be on the scale and I'd get very frustrated and then I would kind of move on from it. But I would still hold on to kind of that anger because the number wasn't what I thought or I didn't lose as much as I wanted to. But then it started getting progressively worse where it wasn't just a weekly weigh in. It was I would stand on the scale 10 times throughout the day hoping for a different number. It would be standing on and off the scale holding my breath, standing on my tiptoes, putting my hair up, taking clothes off to try to get the number to change. And immediately when I started seeing kind of that behavior happening, I knew something had to change. I knew I could not continue with that behavior because I've been down this road before with the scale where I allowed the scale to dictate my mood, my thoughts, my emotions, what I ate, what I didn't eat. It allowed me to starve myself. It allowed me to like binge out on food. And because I was noticing it getting bad, I knew something had to change. 
Well, I think that's like you've touched on and we shared before in another episode about the scale is that's just a very, very slippery slope. Once you start allowing that scale to kind of dictate your mood and your behavior, like where that can lead you, that's mm-hmm. just very dangerous. And I think you ha- being open and honest with your therapist is such a key to overcoming that. Exactly. Because like I said, you can't just say, don't let the number not bother you. And then it doesn't bother you or the number doesn't define you. And you're like, oh, okay, it doesn't define me when you're still truly mentally struggling with it. So I think just being aware of kind of the thought process that goes along with the scale, if you are weighing yourself, is key, especially if you do have that disordered relationship maybe with the scale, your body, your weight, all of those things. It's just something to be hyper aware of. And for me, I didn't know then what to do because I had tried weekly weigh-ins, which is what I was doing, and it wasn't working. I tried doing daily weigh-ins once a day to try to kind of, a lot of people say like, oh, you can get over your fear if you stand on the scale every single day and that anxiety and that because you're doing it so often helps with that anxiety. I tried doing that. That didn't work. I tried doing it like once a month. I tried having Kevin do it and having me not look and none of it was really helping. The same kind of thoughts were there, the same kind of anxieties were there. And that's when I feel like when I started finding myself being in this place again, where I was really struggling with the scale, I was afraid because I was like, well, now what am I supposed to do? I'm trying to recover. The scale's not working, but I also want to lose weight. So where does that leave me? Like, where do I go from here? Right. And I think that's where you, you really got in touch with reaching out for help. Mm Mm-hmm you've you've tried all these different things and nothing's changing now what right and it was frustrating because i remember like a few weeks ago even sometimes i would even ask my therapist what am i supposed to do and their job is trying to help you come up with what's best for you they're not going to sit there and say this is what you need to do and i remember it was a few weeks ago like where i almost like bit her head off i was like no you need to tell me what to do because i don't know and like through that thought process of of me kind of talking to her and sharing those frustrations, it got out of me like what I need. She pulled it out of me without her telling me, which is crazy. Like you answered your own question. Right. And I think that's kind of where we were now. And she shared with me some information that I thought it, it literally changed my life and it could be nothing to some of you but if it could help any of you out that's what I wanted to kind of share in this episode because the information or the tips or the suggestions that she gave me or that she pulled out of me were so eye-opening to me and added to me making the change just to decide not to weigh myself anymore the first thing she kind of said and really was interesting to me is she said, when you have an eating disorder, when you're diagnosed with an eating disorder, your brain doesn't work the same way as a norm, quote unquote, normal person's brain works who doesn't struggle with an eating disorder. So when we're talking about the scale, it's heightened when you have a disorder or disordered relationship with food. It's only heightened from maybe the average person who struggles with the number, struggles with their body, struggles with their weight. It's like 10 times worse with the mental 
switch. Like that's the disordered part right. of of your thoughts, your actions, all of this stuff is what leads you to be diagnosed as as disordered is it's not normal behavior it's not normal right thoughts it's not normal actions like they're they all kind of go together to create this right so it's figuring out what specifically for you is going to help with the way you either have the eating disorder the disordered relationship with food whatever it may be finding what works for you that's going to help you recover and overcome that way of thinking and she told me When you have an eating disorder, you cannot expect to stand on the scale every day to kind of overcome those fears or the anxieties because the way my brain works, it's never going to happen. She said a lot of times they use this method for people who do have fears and anxieties around certain things, whether it's the scale or not, and it helps by that repetitive motion of doing it over and over again. It helps with those fears or anxieties. But in this case, with me and my eating disorder, standing on the scale every single day was not going to get over that fear for me. It was going to keep happening. Like in a way, I I think you could almost argue that it would make it worse because you're only pandering to what that scale is doing even more than if you do it once a week, once a month or not at all. Like you're only using that measuring stick more frequently. So it's only going to make you more obsessive over what it's doing and what it's saying. Right. And I think that's where... I don't remember how long. I did it for several months where I did the daily weigh-in and I kept thinking, okay, this is the day it's not going to bother me. This is the day I'm going to get over it. And like Kevin said, I think it just added to that disordered way that I was already thinking about myself or already thinking about food or the number. And it wasn't fixing, quote unquote. It wasn't ever changing. And so I kind of stopped doing it because again, I started getting to that obsessive point where it wasn't just once a day, it was 10 times a day. And so that's when I started not doing daily weigh-ins. And the fear I had with not weighing myself, which is I knew where we were headed or what my therapist was going to probably tell me, was because I had this fear of, well, I'm not going to have, quote unquote, consequences for my actions. And when I wasn't weighing myself, when I was in like the very beginning parts of recovering intertwined from- of just like in an eating disorder i was fully in it not even starting recovery i was not weighing myself and that's when i started gaining weight because i was binging i was so wrapped up in this eating disorder that i could not stop myself and so my fear now or the fear of not weighing i was afraid or i am afraid because i'm in it of going back to that place where i'm going to constantly keep gaining because there's no consequence for your actions. Like you're not physically able to see what you're doing by the number. And that's when my therapist kind of told me those consequences for your actions that you're calling it should not be because of the number. She said, we need to eliminate that third party, the scale, and get back to the basis of you and your body. So it sounds like those consequences are still there regardless of the scale being in the picture or not. I think you could argue and say that those consequences would be how your clothes are fitting, how you are feeling after you eat certain foods or don't eat certain foods. Like those consequences are still there. It's a different way of seeing them. Right. Exactly. And that's what she said in terms of eating disorder recovery It's really focusing on mindfulness. So even though I am trying to lose weight, 
It's really focusing on your body and connecting your body with your thoughts again without having that scale be that middleman telling you how you should feel or what you should do to your body. It's eliminating that. And like Kevin said, going back to how you feel when you do certain things, how you feel when you eat certain foods and really just getting rid of that middleman. And that really opened my eyes to what she was saying because all of us should be focusing on mindfulness, how we feel, what we think about ourselves, what choices and decisions we're making, how that affects us, how we feel about that. And so I never realized how much that scale was getting in the way where my brain would say, I want to eat chips, but the chips are going to make the scale go up. So I'm not going to eat chips. And it wasn't connecting to my body anymore. It was connecting to thoughts, scale, actions, behaviors. That's the way it was. It it completely eliminated my body or what it needed. And so when she said this to me, it really opened my eyes to there's such a big disconnect between my mind and my body. And that's what we're trying to connect again. So getting rid of that scale, like she said, is getting rid of that middleman and really just focusing on the mind-body connection. Absolutely. And I think that's super powerful, not only with your scale and your weight loss, but just in general in life, connecting your thoughts and your behaviors together, I think can be super powerful. Right. Because the scale should not be the consequence for your actions. You should not be basing your choices or decisions based on what that number or that scale is going to do. And I think that's what only added to my eating disorder was even if my body was starving, I was so afraid of what that number would do or didn't want that number to go up that I would keep starving myself. I would silence that voice that said I'm hungry because of what the scale would do or what the scale might say. And it completely has a huge disconnect now from years of silencing that voice because I was basing everything on that scale. If the scale went up, starve myself, work out more, eat less. If the scale went down because you did those things, you would continue those unhealthy thoughts, patterns, behaviors, because you liked what the results were. And so that fear of not having consequences for my actions, my therapist said, that's where you need to focus more like what Kevin was saying on how you feel. If you're about to do a workout and you eat a big plate of nachos before, not that they're bad, not that it's a bad food, but how is that going to make you feel? Is that going to give you energy? Is it going to make you feel ready to do your workout? Is it going to make you feel sluggish and tired and bloated? How is those things going to make you feel? And that's more what we're basing it on. Not, okay, is the scale going to go up or not? Right. I think you could argue and say, too, that the same thing with as far as like your clothes, you could say if I'm eating a whole bunch of fast food and not exercising and all of that stuff, are my clothes going to fit me? Am I going to feel well doing that? Right. And and using that as another measuring stick as to also, okay, I don't feel well because A, I'm not able to work out, but B, my clothes that used to usually fit me comfortably, I'm now not comfortable in. There's another way to measure. Right. And that's when she said that's more where you're not saying, okay, my clothes don't fit now. I'm gaining weight. I have to, you know, restrict or do. But like Kevin said, it's more the feeling. How do I feel because it doesn't fit or because I 
feel bloated or off or retaining fluid, whatever it may be. And it's using those as like little reminders moving forward when that choice comes to happen again. So if the choice is in front of me of, do you want these nachos before your workout? It's going to trigger that reminder in my head. You know what? After I ate this big plate of nachos before I worked out, I felt so sick and I didn't have the energy to complete my workout. So you'll be able to maybe say this time I'm not going to make that choice. Not because it's bad, not because it's going to make me fat or make the scale go up, but because that's not the best choice for me for how I feel with doing the things and activities and living the life that I want to do. Right. And I think that can be super powerful. I think that that's something that takes a lot of practice. But I think the more you're aware of it, the more you think about it, the more you put it into place, the easier it's going to be to do. Right. And the other example she gave was, I remember I binged out on donuts before and I felt so sick. I was like almost going to throw up, had the worst headache, no energy, couldn't do my workout. And she said, and I was Telling my therapist, I said, I'm so scared to stand on the scale to see what the number's going to say because I ate five donuts, whatever it was. And I remember she told me, she said, no, it's not what the scale's going to say. She said, how do you feel right now? And I said, well, I feel like crap. I feel sluggish. I feel tired. I feel bloated. I feel the headache. And she goes, that's what you need to remember next time you're presented donuts or you have the opportunity to eat donuts is this is how I felt last time I ate five donuts and I don't like this feeling, that's what's going to help you not be able to be binging on them next time. It's not because now the scale is going to go up. It's because I don't feel good after I do that. Right. And that's not to say that the next time you won't have four donuts and still feel the same way. It's going to take that practice, that mind body Mm -hmm. connection and putting it into place over and over again to get the results that you're ultimately looking for. Right. And reminding yourself just because donuts are here it doesn't mean you have to eat all the donuts. And I think that goes back to that all or nothing mentality, especially for me, never allowing myself to have something. And then when I have the opportunity to have it, I feel like I have to eat so much because I never know when I'm going to allow myself to have it again. So all of this takes time and practice, but it's really, I feel like eliminating that factor for me right now of the scale So I can connect, like plug in a switch again for my head to connect to my brain, to connect to my body, because it's been turned off (laughs) for so long. Right. And I think that's a huge key. Like you said, you've silenced it so long that 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 connection isn't really working. It's, It's more having that physical connection to know, okay, I eat this. I feel like crap. Let's not do that again. Mm -hmm. And really honing in and turning that on and making sure that that pathway is connected and open and free. And you're able to listen to your body as opposed to, okay, my body's telling me this, but I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do anyway, Mm -hmm. because this is what I've done for so long. And your body telling you you're hungry and you silencing it and starving it and not eating or your body telling you, you know what, I'm not hungry anymore. And you continue eating because you want to keep eating. It tastes good. It's whatever. That's silencing that voice of your mind and your body trying to connect And so it's really taking for me out that middle part of if I eat this, will the scale go up? If I'm hungry, I shouldn't eat because the scale won't go down. If I'm stay on track, I'll lose weight faster and the scale will go down. It's taking all of those other factors out and really listening to yourself again. Because for so long, like Kevin said, I know for me personally and so many others, 
that voice is silenced. Even if you're hungry, you starve yourself and you don't eat because you don't have any more food left or aren't allowed, quote unquote, to eat any more food. And like that hunger or that fullness cue is just not there anymore because you've silenced it for so long. All of these kind of thoughts and choices and talking to my therapist is where we really came down to the decision for me not to weigh myself because it was definitely doing more harm than good. And she really wanted me to focus on connecting my mind with my body again and seeing where that leads. And it's not throwing out weight loss. It's not throwing out the goal. It's not, I'm going to eat whatever I want. It's really sticking. Like I'm still right now going to be sticking on WW, tracking and being mindful of my food, but really listening to my body and what it needs, what it's telling me, if it's hungry, if it's full, if it's satisfied, if it's thirsty, if it's tired, all of those cues and really honing in to those and I'm scared. This is something new for me, especially being in a place where I'm not comfortable in my body. I'm not comfortable in my size, my weight right now. And so this fear of like throwing the scale out and trusting myself is very, very scary. But I think it's scary because I've never done it before. I've never truly trusted my body enough. And I think a lot of that fear and that unknown is that disorder brain working and talking to you saying that your body's not going to be able to handle this your body's not going to know what to do you're not going to lose weight if you're not weighing yourself and i think that that again those thoughts are only heightened and more exaggerated or more pronounced because you've been so far away from Mm -hmm. that for so long and it's that fear of constantly being told you have to weigh yourself to track the progress to see what you're doing to be able to lose weight. Everyone says you have to weigh yourself to be able to lose weight, whether it's weekly, monthly, daily, whatever it is. There's always people telling us we have to weigh ourselves. We have to measure it by that number, even though the number doesn't matter, even though your worth doesn't come from it. If you're trying to lose weight, part of it is the scale. And I think because that's been ingrained in my brain for so long, it's hard to be like, no, you know what? I am in recovery and weight loss. And you know what? Now I am in recovery and weight loss, but not weighing myself. So there's a lot of unknowns because I haven't done it before. So I don't know how long I'm going to not weigh myself. I don't know what tomorrow brings, what fears, anxieties, anything else that's going to happen. But it's really just taking it moment by moment, day by day, and doing what's best for me in those moments. And that's what I want to stress to you guys, too, is you don't have to know the whole picture to be able to start your journey. It's about trusting yourself and taking it one day at a time and doing what's best for you every single day. Right. And I think right along with that, I think is leaning into those uncomfortable moments, those uncomfortable times, that kind of unknown and knowing that that can help you grow. Using those uncomfortable moments and thoughts to push yourself to do what you know is right to make the progress that you want to make. Right. No, that's not easy. No, that's not the, the easiest path to take. But yes, that can help you grow. Yes, that can get you where you want to go. And yes, that can help you get the progress that you're looking for. I think it's been maybe a month of not weighing for me. And the amount of growth I have felt in myself of truly connecting like my mind and body again has just truly helped me so much to be able to keep moving forward with this and knowing what I'm doing is right 
because for the first time in my life, I went to eat dinner and I had maybe didn't even finish the dinner I put on my plate and I was full and I stopped eating and I stopped and I was like, there's still food on my plate. I tracked this. This was supposed to be my dinner, all of this, but I'm not hungry. So I'm going to stop. And that was such an amazing and powerful feeling for me. And then being able later to say, you know what, I'm hungry and listening to my body and feeding it. Those are all emotions and things that haven't happened for a while and makes me know that that connection or that progress is being made. Even if it's small, it's little moments like that that truly make me feel this is possible. And I think that little spark of hope is what keeps me going every single day. Well, I think being able to openly admit and see that that progress is being made is another huge step into making that progress and to making right. and admitting, okay, this is working by mm-hmm. seeing those things. You're, you're, you're acknowledging it to yourself in your brain and saying, I may not feel like this all the time, but right here in this moment, I made the right choice and I stopped eating and I, right. Like you push that away and say, I'm not going to force myself to eat this because I've tracked it. And being able to see that is a huge step. Mm-hmm. And so I think reminding yourself of all the little steps and all the little progress is so important I still have a tremendous way to go. I'm still terrified. I still have this fear in the back of my head every single day that I'm gaining weight every single day because I'm not standing on the scale. But it's little moments like that that give me hope to keep going. And sometimes, you know, that fear doesn't go away, but we sometimes have to do it scared a little bit. And I was told once that even if you're scared and you're doing it anyway, that's one of the bravest things that we can do. And so I think it's just trusting yourself, trusting your instincts, trusting your body for what you need to do. And for me, being so aware of my thoughts and feelings and my emotions is what's most important right now. And I know I'm still very mindful. I'm still doing WW. So the weight loss part is going to kind of not take care of itself, but I know I'm making the best decisions for me. And that's what I'm more focusing. Right. And I think by using WW at this point, you're using it to make food choices without necessarily having that scale be the indicator of Mm -hmm. you're leaning more into calorie dense, you're pushing calorie dense foods away and leaning into more whole foods because of how it makes you feel. Mm -hmm. And I know someone was asking, well, how are you going to do WW and not weigh yourself because they lower points or drop points as you lose weight? And I think that's still part of my fear a little bit, but I think I'm not so afraid of that part because I think in terms of like recovery, that's most important, but there's no way one point drop or two points drop is going to make that huge of a difference for overall what I'm doing. And so in terms of WW, I don't think not weighing myself is going to make that big of a difference for me. And again, it's something I'm going to watch and be mindful of. And see how I do. Um, but I think too, WW at this point could also be a thing that is a comfort blanket for you. It's a way to track and keep your mind occupied. But it's not 100% like a success is based on, okay, did I get exactly these points and follow this exact program? It's a, it's a, it's a tool that you're using. 
but it's not like the only way mm-hmm. of measuring your progress again. Right. When I started on WW, it was very much like, this is the point. I'm not going over. I'm not going under. This is what I'm doing. And I was very strict to it. And I was very aware of that unhealthy kind of obsession with being so perfect with the numbers. But I feel like now, because I am being more mindful, I'm okay not to hit those numbers and have less. I'm okay to go a little bit higher and not, you know, go over my points and use the extras, whatever they're called. So that fear kind of with WW is not really there. Like, oh, I'm, I would have, I should have dropped one point more by now because the scale said so. <laughs> so I'm not really worried of that. And the other question I kind of got was, why don't you have someone else track your weight every week and not look? But I feel like I've tried that and that doesn't help because I still obsess about it, even if I'm not looking at the number. So that's why I kind of came to that decision. I'm not weighing, not standing on the scale right now. That doesn't mean I'm giving up on my goals or weight loss because of it, but I'm just choosing to really connect my mind body and get rid of that middleman of the scale for right now. And of course, I'll keep you posted and updated of changes, how it's going and all of that. But I definitely wanted to keep you guys in the loop as to what I was doing and the changes I was making too. Right. And I think the biggest thing and the reason we wanted to share this is because again, so many people who are listeners do struggle with a lot of the same things that you struggle with. And we feel like having these conversations and sharing your journey is helpful, even if it doesn't 100% apply to the listener. But those those thoughts and those things can apply in multiple areas of mm-hmm. any journey. Right. Of truly listening to yourself, your mind, and what is best for you, I think can apply to all of us, that we should all be listening to that voice inside that's telling us maybe to relax, slow down, take care of ourselves, take care of our mental health, whatever it may be, that we sometimes tend to silence or push away because we don't have time, we're too busy, whatever it is. And I just hope that some of these thoughts and tips and things that I'm learning from my therapist are helpful, like Kevin said, to any aspect of life that you may be struggling with. So you can really, truly listen to yourself and do what's best for you. All right. So with that, I think we'd like to thank all of you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. And especially those of you who come back and listen week in and week out. If you could also take the time to recommend us to a friend or family member who would find value in our conversation, that would be extremely helpful. There's one other way you can help us out, and that would be taking the time to rate, review, and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And one last thing. Remember, it's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.